Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Um, so glad to see everybody. Appreciate the uh, Hope Center being here this morning. What a great work, amen, that they're doing there. You could be anywhere, but you're here, and we, we, we appreciate you coming and making the effort. We appreciate the, the ministry, Brother Spencer, and all of them out there. Uh, it, it is amazing uh, what is possible when God's in the midst, amen? Amen. So make yourself at home this morning. Um, I'd like to raise your hand if you're a veteran. Hallelujah. Uh, stand to everybody else and let's honor the veterans and let's, let's, let's pray a prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you saw those who raised their hands. And there's many in each one of our lives individually. There's many that have touched and shaped our lives, that has touched and shaped this nation. Father, this morning, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we speak a special blessing over them. We ask for your anointing, Lord, to come into their heart, soul, and life, to bring comfort and peace, to bring healing like never before. Let them sense how appreciative that you are because you put a call on their life because they couldn't done what they done unless you placed that call there. Let them sense that appreciation in the Spirit from you, but let them sense and understand how grateful we are here in the United States of America for their service. Lord, we thank you that you have ordained and raised people up and put them in positions that we might have the freedom and the liberty to be able to worship you and to serve you. Lord, let's let the peace and understanding that passeth all understanding just surround them and guide them every day of their lives. We ask this together in the name of Jesus and we all say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, We're just going to have to follow the Spirit of the Lord this morning. I'm I'm nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs, amen, because all I've got is some scriptures that the Holy Ghost put in my heart, and I, I, I didn't really understand why, but now things are starting to uh, to become more clear, amen? So if you would open up your Bibles to the, the epistle of Second Timothy, uh, we're just going to let the Spirit of God just minister this word out this morning. I think that we're going to be extremely blessed, Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 2, let's start in verse 22. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. Now, this won't be a a prepared sermon, a three-point situation of a sermon. This will just be what the the, the Spirit of God laid on my heart. And so, uh, you just listen uh, by the Holy Ghost inside of your spirit and, and everything will be fine. Amen? Okay, if you're there, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22, say Amen. The Word of God says, Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes. Verse 24. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, Verse 25, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledgement of the truth. Verse 26, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. Taken captive by him at his will. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Let us 
still remind and focus on yes. the Holy Spirit, Lord, and let us be free in the Holy Spirit, Lord, leading us and guiding us in all truth, Lord, letting our hearts be open to the Word of God, Lord. Yes. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the Word. Once again, thank you for being here. Um, so as I was praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues, the, the, the Word that kept coming up in my heart this morning was the Lord said, I want... I want to help those who oppose themselves. I want to help those that oppose themselves. And I don't know about you, but I've spent a great deal of my life, even my Christian life, being in opposition with myself. And so if the Lord has a word for me, a fresh rhema word, a manna from heaven, I want to partake of it, don't you? Because I want to allow Him to be able to do what He wants to do in His season. And, and we know that our God, He's mighty to save. And thank God He is, but, but why do we stop at salvation? In other words, why do we stop at being born again? Because the, the, the kind of salvation that the Lord wants in our lives is complete freedom, victory, deliverance. He wants us to walk uh, in Him in a place of peace. Amen? And so, uh, let, let me, let's lay just a little foundation, and we're going to look at some verses of Scripture I think that will help us so much. Zach, would you and Donnie come up here and help me just for a second? I want us to get in our mind's eye what he's talking about when he says for us to flee the things that will hinder us and follow after the things uh, that will benefit us. Amen? So, you get on one side of me, Brother Donnie. You get on the other. Now, what this scripture saying? Grab me by the arm. Okay, you pull that way, you pull that way. Now, I don't know about you, but this is very uncomfortable. They're pretty strong guys. You know what I mean? So this is what the Word of God is saying. Saying for you and I to be in a place where we're not opposing ourselves, that we need to follow after righteousness, the right things of God. Amen. And we need to flee from those things of the flesh that will hurt us. Thank you Amen. so much. Because there's a pull on our lives. I spent X number of years in my Christian life walking half in the Spirit and half in the flesh. It don't work. It don't work uh, because you and I, we're in, when we're in a place like that, we're, we're in a place where we're transgressing the, the very covenant of freedom, of victory, of relationship with the Lord. And the Bible says the way of a transgressor is hard, hard. It's a hard place to be. And so this morning, if we'll be honest with the Lord, the Lord wants to do something in our lives because we may be walking in, 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 uh, in a place of victory and freedom in a lot of areas in our life, but there may be another area in our life where we're being pulled like that. Because every place that you and I are not in active faith, every place that we're not in complete obedience, whether we want to admit it or not, then we're not following after righteousness like we should. In other words, that word follow here in the Greek, it means to pursue with everything that you've got. So if there's anything in my life that is keeping me from pursuing the righteousness of God, the right things of God, the right way of living, the right way of talking, the right way of, of being all that God would have me to be, then I need to recognize that I'm going in the other direction. Because I'm either obeying the Word or I'm not. Amen? And so this is what the Spirit of God wants to help us with this morning. He wants to build you up. He wants to encourage you. He wants to strengthen you like never before. Because uh, as I've been praying in the Spirit about different things in your life, in my life, uh, the, the Spirit of God is making it very clear that there's little things in our life that are hindering us. And those little things are just simply between you and Him. Amen. 
We're not here to, to show anything other than to reveal that God knows all about our situations and knows where we're at, and He wants to pull us up closer to Him. Amen? So let's look at this, and let's get this in our heart this morning. Notice what he said. Uh, let's just reread this. Verse 22. Flee also youthful lust, but follow, pursue righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. You and I, we need to be looking one to another, and we need to be seeing what God's doing in your life, what He's doing in my life, and we need to let that set a parameter of hope because God's not a respecter of persons. If God will do it in your life, He'll do it in my life. If He'll do it in my life, He'll do it in your life. Amen? And so we need to be in that place where we're calling on the Lord uh, individually, but we're calling on the Lord together, and we're in that place where He's doing a mighty work in our life. Now notice what He said. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes. See that right now there's a lot of things that's happening in the world, and, and, and the devil wants us to get caught up in the situation. He wants us to get caught up in the moment. He wants us to be talking about what's happening uh, rather than talking about who's on the throne. Now, we know that what's happening sets a, a, a parameter, a guideline of where we're at in Bible prophecy, and that's important, that's good. But if we're not careful, we'll get swallowed up in the moment and we'll miss the whole point of what the Lord's wanting to do. I don't know about you, but that's how I got in trouble in my life. That's how I ended up in bondage, how I ended up in all sorts of situations because instead of looking at the one who was on the throne, I looked at the moment, the situation, and I let that dominate me. I let that control me, Amen. So this morning, I want us to be in a place and a position where we, we, we need to ask the right question. And the question is, Lord, what do you have for me today? You realize so many times that I sit in church service and I missed what the Holy Ghost is doing because I wanted the answer to my question that I thought was pertinent for the moment when it had nothing to do with what God wanted to do in my life and where he wanted to take me to. And so I understand what we're not getting into the doctrinal situations of these verses of Scripture. We're hitting the high point here just to paint a picture of what the Spirit of God dropped in my spirit this morning. But notice what he said in uh, uh, verse 24, that the servant of the Lord. Now, that word servant be better translated slave. You and I, we're slaves of righteousness. We're, we're slaves of Jesus Christ. This life that you and I are now living, it's not ours. We were bought with a price. The precious blood of the Lamb. Amen? And, and, and so that's how valuable you are to the Lord. Come on, God the Father said that your value, your worth, was uh, in terms of the precious blood of the Lamb. What makes something precious? It's how rare it is. Well, there's only one thing that can redeem your soul, my soul, that can, that can make us born again. That's the blood of Jesus. So that's the most precious thing. That's a life-giving substance of who He is. And that's the most precious thing that we can have. So you need to see your value, your worth, is not in where you're at or your moment or who you know or what you have or possess. Your value is in that Jesus died for you. Amen? And He wants to help you and I stop opposing ourselves. He wants us to, to stop being in faith and, and then being in fear. He wants us to stop trusting and then start doubting. All those, you know, we go from left to the right, up and down. Come on, like the waves on the ocean if we're not careful. And those things happen because we get away from the Word. Jesus is the Word. We've got to draw nigh to Him like we never have before as we see all the problems, as we see uh, the, the very working of the spirit of the Antichrist in the earth today like never before. We've got to trust in the Lord. Amen? Now notice what He says. 
And the servant of the Lord, the Savior of the Lord, must not strive. Now, I thought this was so amazing, this being Veterans Day weekend, you know, but, uh, because th- this word strive is a military term. And it, it means, from the Greek, it means hand-to-hand combat. And so you and I, if we'll hear this message this morning, we're going to be able to come to the place where we'll stop opposing ourselves. We'll stop fighting ourselves. Come on now. Honesty is the best policy. We fight ourselves when, when one moment we trust in the Lord, we believe God's willing and God can do it through Jesus Christ by the Holy Ghost. And then when trouble comes and all of those things and, and the temptation comes, the trial comes, instead of grabbing the hand of the Lord, we start grabbing the hand of self. Come on, hand-to-hand combat. We're battling ourselves. We're, we're saying, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm not going to do that. Well, guess what? Every time I make a bold statement like that in myself, I stumble, I fall. But if I grab the hand of the Lord, if I grab the Word of God, if I'll hold on to Jesus, I will never fall. Amen? And so in times past, like the Scripture says, seven times I've fallen. But guess what? I've got a Jesus. I've got a Lord who lifts me up. And so when the devil thinks he's brought complete failure, really, he's got me in a place where I can trust Jesus like never before. And I'm ready for complete victory. Amen? All right. Uh, and the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patient. Notice this. Why? Why do you and I need to live a lifestyle of teaching the Word of God? In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. So we're going to come in contact uh, in, in, in our life, and we're going to be able to teach out of our own examples, our own Uh, situations and circumstances where the Word of God has brought us victory and we're going to be able to help other people because we're going to recognize when we look at their situation, hey, I've been there. I I understand what's happening in their life. I can can help them. I can share with them. And in like manner, you better share with me because you're responsible. When God has worked a truth in your life, then you're responsible for that truth. When he's brought a victory, brought a deliverance in your life, you're responsible to share that with those who are around you, who God places in your world. And so uh, we've got to recognize that we're going to come in contact, if not in our own life, with somebody who's in opposition with themselves. And, and, and the reason why they're in his opposition is because the devil is wanting to steal, kill, and destroy everything that the Lord has for your life, for my life. See, when, when God created you and I, when He placed us in the womb, Psalms 139, He, he placed a destiny in your life. Uh, in His book, all your days are numbered. All my days are numbered. Amen? And He wants us to be able to live out of them in, in, in fruition, in, in freedom, uh, even in fun. God's not against fun. God is the original definition in term of fun because I never had fun until I met Jesus. Amen. Amen? So what we want to do is we want to say, Lord, I, I, I want to be sensitive to what you would speak to my heart today. And I want you to show me ways that I might be in opposition to myself. I might be opposing myself. And I want to hear a word. I want to, I want to let the Holy Spirit minister in my life a way that I will never have to come around this part of the mountain again. I'll never have to settle for second best. But I can receive what you have for me. Amen? And the servant of the Lord. So that's who you and I were. Servants of the Lord. We must be able to do this. Instruct those who oppose themselves. Now I want you to see this. This word oppose, it means to be in polar opposite of the truth. 
I guarantee you, if you would be honest, and, and you, can just, you can just look at the ceiling or whatever, but if you'd be t- entirely honest with me, this morning, everyone in here, you heard a word from the devil that tried to put a label on you. That tried to get you to stand on the back side of the cross rather than the front side of the cross. See, on the back side of the cross is everything that I used to be and everything that had me bound and everything that had me limited and everything that uh, kept me in the prison of this life. But on this side of the cross, on this side of what Jesus Christ done for me, I'm free. I have victory. He won the war. Yes, I have to go through battles. But He won the war that I might be in His army and I might walk with Him hand in hand. And His Spirit speaking to me, showing me truth, bringing revelation. Amen? That's who we are, and that's what we've got to see ourselves as. Okay, now notice what it says. Opposing themselves, if God peradventure, that they will uh, uh, give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Now, the last part of the verse in Romans 2, 4, one of my favorite verses in the Scripture, but just the last part of the verse, it's the goodness of God that leads you and I to repentance. So, repentance simply means to change our mind, which will change our actions, it'll change our words, but it means to put God back in the proper place. So, I I want God in His place, don't you? I want Him on the throne. I I, I want Him there. And so, I've got to see that when when I start opposing myself, what I'm doing, I'm going back to the back side of the cross, and I'm putting the emphasis on me, what I can do, what I can't do. What I can uh, trust God for. Well, it's not what I can trust God for. It's what the Holy Spirit can inspire me to believe God for. Amen? Because, see, I'm living in, in, in my knowledge. I have to pull from my own experience. But if I come to the front side of the cross, I have the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I have what He done for me. What He done for you? Come on. It, it's available to us that He walked in this flesh body in all points tempted yet without sin. He knows everything that you're struggling with this morning. He knows the lie that I guarantee you the devil put a picture in front of your face and he wanted you to accept that. Where God's got an image of Jesus Christ in the finished work of the cross that He wants to place in your life. Amen? Amen. Come on now. Hallelujah. That's the truth. Now, he said that, that we have to repent, but the way we repent is that we have acknowledgement of this truth. I, I, I have to recognize that every situation of my life, that there is a lie being presented to me, and there's a truth that's being presented to me. And, and w- w- if we're not careful, we think that the lie of the devil is going to be so easily to spot. Uh, but, but remember, he is, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, the most cunning beast of the field. That uh, he is, Second Corinthians chapter 11, he is transformed. He is disguised as an angel of light. In other words, he's going to come against the Christian differently than he does those in the world. He's going to come against you and I in an intimate way because he's been watching us. He's doing reconnaissance on your life. He, they're, they're just as uh, you have the holy angels around you, there are evil spirits around you, and they're taking notes. And he's got a hierarchy just the way God does, but his is an evil hierarchy. And he knows from those notes, he knows mostly from the words of my mouth how to attack me. How he can get me to oppose myself. 
And so what I've got to do, I've got to step back and I've got to say, no, Lord, I, I, I want to hear from you. I, I, I want you to, to give me this truth that I can step up over what used to stumble me. Amen. I, I can let the Savior be my, uh, my very victory rather than what the enemy would try to show me of sin and the power thereof because Jesus is stronger than any sin. Amen. Any bondage, any, anything that would try to limit. All right, so mark your place in your Bible here, and we'll come back. Let, let, let's, let's see some things I think that will help us. Go with me to James chapter 4. James chapter 4, look at verse number 1. From whence, or what's the cause, what's, what's the source of wars? From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lust that war in your members? So what's the source of the problem? How, why am I in opposition? Why am I letting one thing pull me one way and pull me away from the right things of God? Because there is a war going on in, in your members. You and I, we've got to realize that this flesh is flesh. This flesh cannot be saved. It's going back to dirt. Come on now. Your, your spirit is how you're born again. And then you, are, are James 1.17, you have to receive the engrafted word of God to save your soul, to renew your soul, your mind, will, and your emotions. But, but this flesh body, it can't be saved. It's going back to dirt. And so the reason why I had so much trouble all of these years being pulled back and forth, I didn't do what Jesus said. I didn't do what the Bible said. Why was there a war in my members? Because I didn't... Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I die every once in a while. Daily. Romans chapter 6, the greatest victory chapter. Uh, if you apply Romans 6, and then you read through Romans 7, and then you come into Romans 8, there is the, the triune victory in the Christian's life. You reckon yourself dead in chapter 6. And you realize that when you do that, you come out of doing what you didn't want to do in Romans chapter 7, to walking in the Spirit in Romans 8 and 1, and you read that whole chapter, and you read that the Bible says that if God Almighty, your Father, gave you Jesus, that how freely He might give you all things. Come on, all things. So I need to renew my mind to this Word. I need to renew my soul and see that God has gave me His Son. He's gave me the answer to every situation. And so if, I, if I'm battling in some things, I need to do simply what the Bible says. Reckon myself dead. I need to mortify. When I, when I was baptized, when you were baptized into the body of Christ, and then we, we did a, a, a water baptism, we, we, what did we do? It was a symbol of the old man dying and the new man coming to life. And so I need to walk in that newness of life. Amen? And, and, and so when, when the devil, in other words, when he starts pulling on a, a member that used to bring addiction in my life, who used to bring destruction in my life, who used to bring anger, in my life, who used to bring despondency in my life, I go, that's dead, devil. You can touch the dead all you want to because you are, Hebrews 2.14, you are death. But you're not touching what's alive in me because you can't touch a holy God. You can't touch a risen Jesus. Amen? And all of a sudden, he recognizes and realizes that you know the truth. He cannot bully you. He cannot get you off track. And guess what? He's going to go on down the road. Verse 2. Uh, James... 4 and 2. You lust and have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Remember what we were looking at. That word fight, that's the same one from Second Timothy. You fight and war, yet you have not because you ask not. You and I, we, we need to be in the place where we have such a fellowship with God that we ask Him, Lord, what's happening right now? Why am I, in a, why am I opposing myself? What, what, what lie am I believing? 
What truth do I need to receive where I can step up over this situation and I can step in victory, I can step in peace, I can step in the very plan that you destined for me, amen? Because he's got a plan for you. And that plan is amazing. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll come back to that. Um, let's look at something here I think will help us. Go with me to, to Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21, notice Jesus here is, uh, in this 21st chapter, he's given great instruction about uh, the last of the last days. And if you and I had kept reading in 2 Timothy 3 and 1, we would see the context of what he was telling, uh, Paul was telling Timothy was, then the last days perilous times shall come. Come on, that's where we're at, right? So we need to tie that together. So in, in Luke 21 verse 33, look what Jesus says. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Now, the way I can oppose myself this morning is that I can be so heavenly minded that I'm no earthly good. Come on, that old saying, we all know it so well. Or I can be so earthly minded that I'm no heavenly good, right? We know, we know that, and it's, it's not scripture, but it's very, it's very profound, it's very true. So many times you've got so many people right now that are sitting down waiting for the rapture. They're waiting for the sounding of the trumpet. They're waiting for the gathering together. However you wish to determine it. I don't want to get into a doctrinal debate about uh, the time frame and all of those things. But you and I, it is not the time to sit down. This is the time to be busy. Be about our Father's business. Amen. This is the time of harvest. This is the time that we've got to do some things. So uh, I can oppose myself if I'm just waiting on heaven. But I can also oppose myself if I'm so caught up in this world that I'm building my life here. I, I, I'm worried about where I live. I'm worried about what I drive. I'm worried about what I wear. I'm worried about uh, uh, all the influence and the, the sphere of the praise of man. No, I want to please God, don't you? Yeah. I, I, I want to hold Him by my hand. So I'm not going to oppose myself. I'm going to let God show me that this life is very Short. The sands are coming through the, the hourglass very quickly. And you and I, if we're going to do anything, we've got to do it now. But guess what? You, you've come out of the world and you come into Christ. So you're going to do it. You're going to do it. He's going to anoint you. He's going to give you the ability to do it. Verse 34. He said, And take heed to yourself, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with serviting and drunkenness and cares of this life, so that the day, the day of the Lord, cometh upon you unaware. So the way I can oppose myself is that I get so busy about living my life that I, I'm just going through the motions. See, the devil loves to keep us so busy that, that Monday turns into Sunday before we even realize it. We go, another week's gone? Come on, this year has just flew by. But we had last year and all the situation with the lockdowns and COVID and all of these things. And it seems like that these past two years have just flew by. But you and I, we've got to be in the place where we don't uh, oppose ourselves by losing track of time. We've got to see that God placed you in this moment of time for a reason. Amen. Come on now, that's exciting for you. That's exciting for me because we're not living by accident. We're not living by happenstance. We're here for the reason 
the plan of the Lord God Almighty. So everything that you've went through in your life to get you to this point, that it was negative, it was an act of work of the devil to keep you from this moment. But praise God, He saved you, He preserved your life, He preserved my life, we're here. And we're going to do what God would have us to do, amen? We're going to breathe out what God has breathed into us, and it's going to refresh people all around us. It's going to give them an opportunity to see how real, how powerful God is. Verse 35, for as a snare, and remember that's what we read there in 2 Timothy, talking about the snare, for as a snare it shall come upon all of them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Now, aren't you glad? This word dwell uh, is a Greek word that means to, to sit down to live here uh, in a permanent sense. Aren't you glad that your pilgrim's passing through? Come on, this, this is not your home. This is just training ground. This is just uh, opportunity to, to, to work and, and, and build things up for the kingdom of God, to take people with us. Amen? So I, I'm not going to get overwhelmed. I'm not going to get discouraged. I'm not going to get in despair and despondency and oppose myself. I recognize and realize that there's a snare that's coming upon the people who have made this earth their home. But you and I, we're not going to lose hope because this earth is not our home. Verse 36, how do we make sure? Watch ye, stay awake, be alert. Watch ye therefore and pray always. We've we, we got to be in the place with watchful prayer. In other words... Uh, we're, we're looking at what's happening and then we don't let what's happening right now if you stumbled and, 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 and there, there's been some stumble this past week and, and, but guess what you're, you're watching you're looking at what, how you stumbled and then you're looking to God in prayer and he gives you the prayer that, that shows you that you are an overcomer that you're more than a conqueror shows you that, that Jesus taught Peter he said Peter said, Lord, how often do I have to forgive? And he said, 70 times 70. I don't think anybody stumbled 490 times in one day. Come on now. So here's your confidence. Here's your assurance that you're going to watch. You're going to watch. You're going to see where you're at. You're going to see what the devil done. But you're not going to go to the back side of the cross and oppose yourself. You're going to stay on the front side of the cross. And Jesus Christ is going to give you the prayer to pray. That's going to embolden you and it's going to give you the, the ability to see what God wants out of your life and to see why the devil is doing what he's doing. Light is going to envelop you rather than darkness. Amen. Watch you therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. You and I, we've we got to see that even right now in the midst of this situation, yes, Jesus is talking about literal, but in the spirit we can come boldly, Hebrews chapter 4, to the throne of grace to find help in time of need. We can come boldly to the throne of grace and we can lay on that mercy seat. And, and we can be at Jesus' feet. We can, and then when He ministers to us, He can lift us up in that situation. We can stand before Him. That's how we gain victory. When we come humbly and we bow down before Him and He lifts us up, then you overcome that situation, that circumstance. Amen? All right. You're in Luke 21. Go to Luke chapter 5. Let's see how we can make sure that we're not opposing ourselves. Now, I'm just going to tell you just the way the Holy Ghost told me, okay? Uh, it, it, it got on my toes just a little bit. Uh, and, and, and if you and I will hear it, it'll get on our toes together. He said, how many things are you putting my name on that you're working in the dark? 
How many things are you putting my name on that's working in the dark, that come from the dark, and then when it don't work, you say, well, he said, it gives me a bad name. Yeah. See, God don't fail. God don't make a mistake. When God ordains something, he makes it work by the word, by his power, by his presence. Come on. Jesus said not one jot, not one tittle will fall to the ground. Jesus come and he completed every word. So, I, 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 I saw some things, that, some decisions that I'd made that I thought that's what God wanted and it didn't work out too well. And then I let the devil cause me to oppose myself because then he got me into doubt. Well, if God wanted to do that, why didn't it work? Well, maybe Greg wanted to do that. Luke chapter 5. I I, I want you to, I I don't want to hold you too long, but in what has happened here, the the disciples, they went out and they went a fishing. And just look at chapter, verse 5 for sake of time. Um, Simon answering Jesus, because Jesus had just gave him a word. Jesus told him to launch into the deep and and let down your nets for a draught, for a catch. And and Simon answering him said, Master, we have toiled all night, all the night, and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. So, uh, here they had done everything in the natural. They they were professional fishermen, and they had done everything in the natural that they knew to do. Uh, They knew that they had to fish at night because uh, the fish would see the... Uh, the net and all of these things and they've been doing this all of their life but now God was calling them out of the work of the natural and he's calling them to do something supernatural and and so they had done everything they knew to do and it didn't work this morning there may be some situations in your life I know they are in my life that I've done everything that I thought I needed to do and it hasn't worked so I need to make sure that I'm not trying to accomplish a spiritual uh, thing of the Lord by natural action by natural word and so the word then from the Lord was, he said, I want you to break out of what you used to do, the pulling the things from the darkness and working out of the dark, and I want you to take and throw those nets in in the deep part. Come on, we know that the fish hang around the edge. We know that they can see the, the, the net. This is contrary to everything that they had been taught, everything they had trusted in and believed in. But Jesus said, launch out to the deep and put your, put your net down and see what happens. That's what we've got to do. We're going to say, Lord, how do I keep from opposing myself? Give me a word today that is so contrary to anything I've ever tried, anything I've ever saw before. And when he gives you that word, it will work. You will have success like you've never had before. God is calling you to the deep things. Deep calleth unto deep. Come on, there's going to be a revelation of something new in your life. And when you receive it, it is going to be all for his glory. Amen? You've got to believe that. I've got to believe that. We've got to get that in our heart. Verse 6. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net brake. Verse 7. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. Oh, come on. Here's what I'm believing with all of my heart. I'm believing we're going to get these denomination 
uh, signs off the door, off the building, and churches are going to come together the way that God wants them to come together. I'm talking about the true church. We're going to always have people who like to play church. But the true church is going to come together. It's not going to be about denominations. It's going to be about the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to work together hand in hand until what? Until we fill up. Come on, we work out of the day, we work out of the word of the Lord, and we bring in the harvest so much that we have no room to put them, amen? Amen. This is what God's wanting us to do, but we've got to stop opposing ourselves. Some of you this morning, God has put a special anointing on your life. He has called you to do and be something that is special, something that will bring Him glory, and you're opposing that. You're resisting that. I know some things in my spirit, and you and I, we need to be in the place and the position where we repent of that, and we say, Lord, I'm going to stop working out of what I know and what I understand. I'm going to yield. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to let you be the Lord. Amen. It'll change everything. Verse 8. And Simon Peter saw it and he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Come on. Peter knew. He knew this was a divine miracle. See, what God wants to do, He wants to work a divine miracle in your life and my life that is so powerful that people come up to us and they bow down to the Jesus that's in you. They want to know. They say, Lord, I know that this is Jesus. I know this is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And you and I, we're not in opposition with ourselves. We're not in opposition with the Lord, but we're in agreement. And when we're in agreement with Him, all things are possible. Amen? Because we're believing. You don't come in agreement with somebody that you don't believe. Luke one thirty seven. all things are possible to those that we believe. Amen? We're going to let God be God. Notice what he said. uh, Verse 9. For he was astonished at all that were with him, and all that were with him, at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And so uh, so also was James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partakers with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. God wants us to be in the place and the position where we realize that uh, He saved us because He loves us and He wants to fellowship with us, but He saved us to reach somebody else, to be a blessing to somebody else. See, I see Jesus in you. Every one of you, you reflect a different level of Jesus, a a, a different move of the hand of the Lord in your life, a different word uh, uh, of victory that is coming out of your life. It shows me something about the Lord Jesus Christ that I haven't saw before. Because see, every work in every person is unique. It's intimate. And and it it associates uh, that very plan uh, and the image of Jesus out of your life that comes straight from the Father in heaven. Amen? Verse 11, and when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and they followed him. Come on, when, when you and I, when we stop opposing ourselves and we stop trying to work things out of the dark, we start trying, stop trying to work things out of our past experiences, all of a sudden we realize that we can lay down some things that used to hold us back. We can truly follow the Lord. See, those things that are opposing uh, my self in my own life, those attitudes, actions, those understandings, uh, they keep me from wholly following the Lord. But when I just, in an act of faith, take Him at His word, it changes everything. Amen?
Okay. Let's, um, let's look at 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 says, you know the scripture, you can quote it probably. But talking about the gospel being hidden by the, the, the God of this world. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So there is a devil out there who wants to blind people. But you and I, when we hear a word from the Lord and we stop working in the night, stop working out of darkness, out of our own past experiences, He's going to give us a word that causes us, enables us, empowers us to work in the daytime, to work in the light. Because Jesus said He was the light of the world, but when He went away, He said, You are the light of the world. Uh, so we need to operate in that reality uh, of Matthew 5.14, uh, that w- that what God says we are, that's who we are. I-, I-, I need to be that influencer. I need to be what God's calling me and destined me to be. And I need to see that there's many people that the gospel, the good news, that it's hid to them. And if I will stop opposing what God's wanting to do in my life, then He'll work through my life. He'll change everything. Amen? I believe that, don't you? So... What I want to do, I want to be in the place and the position where uh, I learn to trust that small, still voice more than everything that I can see, that I can feel. Come on, all of those things right now, you and I, we, we didn't have any worry when we sit down on the chair. Is the chair going to hold me up? And that's a man-made natural product. But the Lord is wanting us to lay back in His hand. He's wanting us us to see that He is our shepherd. He's wanting us to stop opposing ourselves. If I can trust in that chair, how much more can I trust in the saving grace, the hand of the Almighty God? Amen. I I believe that, don't you? So I want to be in the place and the position where I let that that word go forth into my life. And I I let that word correct me. And get me in the place where I'm no longer in the struggle. I'm no longer being pulled this way. I'm no longer being pulled that way. But, see, the Bible said that if I would hear the word that would help me, because it said that the servant of the Lord was to be apt to teach. So when somebody teaches us the word by lifestyle or, or by word, if we'll hear that, if we'll repent and acknowledge that, he said then you and I, we could recover ourselves. Out of the snare of the devil. Recover ourselves. See, so many things God works to work in our life. He, 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 the snare of sin, the snare of death, when you got born again, He worked that in your life. He worked that in my life. But now He wants you and I to take Him at His word, apply that word, and come out of every snare of, of limitation, of label, In the name of Jesus, come on, I want labels destroyed. In the name of Jesus, I want limitations revealed, don't you? And I want to receive all of those things. And I want to come back to the place of who I am, of who you are. Come on, you're a mighty man, woman of the Lord. Amen? And and right now, don't be nervous. We're seeing all things happening in all sorts of churches. There's a pruning going on. There's a pruning. The true church is being revealed. Say, I'm part of the true church. Come on. We're going to do, according to Daniel, we're going to do mighty exploits because we're willing. 
We believe God. We trust God. Not because we're anything, but because God in us, Jesus in us, is going to make it possible. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for this group of people. I thank you, Lord, to the best of my ability. These scriptures that you put in my heart, I've, I've laid them out. And Lord, it's not anything I can do. We have to hear by the Spirit of the living God. Let every person here be met where they're at. And Lord, those things that would be a limitation, those things that would be a label, let them hear a fresh word this morning that would bring them on this side of the cross. On this very week of, that we celebrate Veterans Day, let people see that, yes, we are in a military campaign. We are in the Lord's army. But you've done one, the war. We have victory. And when we learn to put down the flesh, when we learn to die daily, when we learn to hear that still, small voice, then all of a sudden we can stop opposing ourselves and we can go in and we can be like David. We can go to, into the very enemy's camp and we can recover all. This morning, there's some situation in people's lives. They need to be able to recover their self-esteem. They need to be able to recover the, the understanding of what they were born for, their destiny. That every lie that is hindered, every smoke screen, every bit of darkness that is holding every person back, let the light of the Lord shine in that situation. Let us humble ourselves under the mighty hand of the Lord that you may exalt us in due season. Lord, right now, if anything will be done, it will be done by you, by your Spirit, and it will be for your glory. Let it be. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Would you come this morning and make yourself an altar? Uh, or make yourself an altar at your chair, wherever you feel comfortable. But don't leave here this morning. Because just as sure as I'm standing here, the Holy Spirit met me. And this is what He said. He wants us to be raised up in Him. He wants us to come out of that place where we don't have to struggle. Your salvation is not to be meant to be a struggle. Your salvation is meant to be able to rest in the Lord. But we've got to cast all of our cares upon Jesus. Would you come this morning and say, Lord, here I am. Uh, I want you to show me. Let your light shine into me. Let your word come to me. Show me every area that I'm opposing myself. And let me go into the enemy's camp. Let there be a recovery this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory.